Which Auburn Tiger has the most to gain from summer workouts? Breathing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blagerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. The everydayers know him as the man, the myth, legend, Daryl Daprich, also uh, Dr. Chow's number one patient joining us on this Wednesday. And Daryl, there are so many guys on this roster that have a chance to take a big step forward for different reasons over these next few months before they get into fall camp. So on today's show, we discuss the five players on Auburn's roster that have the most to gain during summer workouts. I think there's different ways you can take this as far as position battles, as far as being uh, you know, a, a later arrival to campus because th- this second transfer window was a big one for the Auburn Tigers. But I, I think we're both going to start at the same place here. Peyton Thorne, the guy who we both project to be Auburn's starting quarterback this season, Peyton Thorne has the most to gain of all the Auburn Tigers on the roster over summer workouts. Absolutely. And he's also got the most ground to make up, not because he's not as ready maybe as some other portal transfer kids coming in, but inherently the quarterback position is where you have to make up the most ground. You have to develop a rapport with your receivers. You have to understand the routes. You have to work with the quarterback's coach, the plays, all that stuff from a quarterback position. You always have the most to make up, especially when you weren't on campus in the spring. So I think he's smart enough, son of a coach. He's played in the Big Ten. So I think just getting reps under his belt, just being around guys, we know he's throwing with people right in the offseason, getting with some receivers for a little side, you know, informal throwing sessions. Just that in itself and him getting reps and getting around Phil Montgomery, getting around Hugh Freeze, being around his receivers is why I think he has the most to gain. Yeah, I'm with you. And, you know, he came on this show last week and something that stood out to me he and I'm paraphrasing here, but he said he didn't want to pass somebody in the hallway and not know their name. And you know, just I think the leadership style that he wants to have as a successful quarterback, I think he's also got a lot to gain in the sense of he's got a lot of dudes to win over, but he's got a full roster and a full coaching staff and a full, you know, slate of you know, support staff members. I mean, there's a lot of people that work in that big old building over there, and he's got to win them all over, right? And so I think he's got a lot a lot to gain. And and you mentioned him throwing to receivers and working with running backs. And I'm sure he's communicating a ton with the offensive lineman about protections, this, that, and the other. So uh, I'm with you. I think that's a very clear one that Peyton Thorne has the most to gain this summer. And, and look, he's got a little bit of a runway even after the season starts, assuming he is named starter. He's got to beat out Robbie Ashford. Sure. But you know, UMass like that, that is a winnable game. It's not really until you go to Cal where you're like, okay, this is really where you know I'm, I'm starting to kind of jump into some hot water here. I think there's an underrated value, too, that you mentioned that I think is lost in all this. We're assuming we're talking about on the field, but in the quarterback position and a guy like Peyton Thorne, you touch on something that doesn't need to be overlooked, and that is the relationship-building aspect. He's yeah. supposed to be the leader, right, as the quarterback, command the huddle. So he also has to earn that, and the, he has the most to gain with building relationships with these guys, not just his receivers. you got offensive linemen, 
you got running backs, you know, all that has to happen where he's got to gain trust. So gaining trust means also, in my opinion, you have the most to gain. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. All right, the the guy that's second on my list as far as guys where they have uh, the most to gain over summer workouts, and this really could be one of two guys. This could be one of two guys, but I'm going to put Shane Hooks down there, the, the former Jackson State wide receiver, just because he's so big and he checks all the boxes that Hugh Freeze wants in a, in a wide receiver, you know, size, athleticism, ability to go get the football, you know, can stretch the defense. There's so much to like about what he brings to his roster spot. And I think also just with the reps of working with quarterbacks, whether it's Peyton Thorne, whether it's Robbie Ashford, whether it's Holden Gurner, whether it's baby goat Hank Brown, it doesn't matter. As many reps as he could possibly get on that beautiful, sweet turf that's in the new Auburn facilities he needs to be out there as much as stinking possible. So I think Shane Hooks, you just talk about his upside and his ability and potential to be a top receiver in a Hugh Freeze system, a Philip Montgomery system. He's got a lot to gain by getting things right this time. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, I look at this a little different aspect of it. I look at who has the most to go, who has the furthest to go from point A to point B has the most to gain because there's that gap there, right? I think Shane Hooks is – already almost there. I think he's he's almost arrived. I'll talk yeah. about another receiver later on that why I think has the most to gain because of reps and injuries and that kind of thing. My number two is Ken Lee, and I think it's because he comes in in the spring, plays some in the A-Day game, and gets his feet wet a little bit. But if this dude ends up being in the rotation consistently by, let's say, game three, look how far he would have gone and how much he would have gained by summer workouts and starting to progress. Because I think he's only going to get better. And some of these kids, all they need is reps to get better. They're naturally talented. They have the ability. They have all that makeup. All they need is experience. Mm -hmm. Where do you get? What's the first step to getting experience? Summer workouts. Then you go to fall camp. So I think he has the ability to make that leap from part-time player in a day to, oh, he may even start some. He's on the field consistently at the cornerback position. He's got a lot to gain, and he can make that up by having starting in the summer. Yeah, and, and I can't wait to see how they use all three of the main corners. I mean, DJ James is exceptional. Nehemiah Pritchett is certainly battle-tested. I think he's a lot better than people think he is. And then Kay and Lee is special. I mean, he is special for what he's, he, you know, the amount of time he's been playing college football. Um, I mean, I say it all the time. He's brought up his feet are just ridiculous. Like his footwork mm -hmm. is just really, really good. So uh, how do you put all three of those guys in there? Well, he's going to show them, right? And, and and I think that's part of the stuff that's in the weight room, you know, the physical aspect of it. Like, can he play nickel? I don't know. Like, can he be in the middle of the field? Is he physical enough to do that? Can he bump and run on the outside? We'll see. We'll certainly see. And that, that's stuff in the weight room that you got to work on. Good point, too, is that there are certain positions that guys will benefit by just getting stronger. By working out in the summer and putting on weight and getting stronger, sure. they take that leap. So they're going to gain that they're going to they're going to benefit and have a lot to gain because they just got physically stronger, which may have been the only thing keeping them from starting or getting significant playing time was getting stronger and getting some weight on. Mm -hmm. And and that happens in summer workouts. We've seen guys 
jump, right? 10, 15 pounds of muscle. You put on 10 or 15 pounds of muscle in summer workouts, you've gained a lot as far as yeah. closing that gap. So, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. All right. One of my guys that's coming up next is a position group that you just kind of hinted at, the offensive line. And uh, I don't think he's necessarily a starter, but he could be, Daryl. We discuss in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs is uh, the folks that they, they make the most comfortable pair of pants ever. In fact, last time Daryl saw me, I was wearing Bird Dogs. And Daryl, I mean, not to take words out of your mouth, but you thought I looked dang good. Right, I did. I did. It's only second to your wife making that comment mm -hmm. that enthusiastically. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. When you told me I look good in my bird dogs, that was cool and all. But when my wife told me, Different. um, yeah. yep. And there was just something about like putting them on on Father's Day where I'm like, man, like I am winning this day. Like I am absolutely owning it. And you can too. All you have to do is go over to birddogs.com slash locked on college. And uh, when you do that, it automatically applies the deal for you to get a free Yeti-style tumbler as well. Uh, it's very, very good. I took it to church with some coffee this uh, this uh, this past Sunday as well. So be sure to check out our friends. Once again, birddogs.com slash college. You look good. You feel good. They've got that liner. And once you kind of start wearing stuff with liner in it, it's really, really hard to put on normal pants after that. So once again, go to birddogs.com slash college. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Daryl Daprich, our guest, the everydayers know him. The everydayers love him. My number three guy, when we're talking about players that have the most to gain over summer workouts, I'm going Jaden Muskrat. And the reason I didn't go with any of the other offensive linemen, I almost put Connor Lou here. But the reason is because he kind of got here a little late, Daryl. Mm -hmm. Like, it really seems like the tackle spots and the center spots are solidified. Right, like we all believe Dylan Wade is left tackle. We all believe Aaron uh, Avery Jones is the center, and we all believe Gunnar Britton is the right tackle. And so it's really those guard spots where we're like, okay, can Connor Lou win of the win one of those spots? It certainly seems like Jeremiah Wright is a favorite to win one of those spots. Jay Johnson seems like he's certainly in the running as well. Hugh Freeze really really likes him, but they went out and got Jaden Muskrat. So what exactly does that look like? <clears throat> An older guy that's been battle tested and played. A good bit at, I want to say Tulane is a joke, but he, he played at Tulsa under Philip Montgomery next to, or on the same line as Dylan Wade. So can he play one of these guard spots or was he simply brought in to be a depth piece? And I'm sure he would not have chosen to come here if he wasn't sold. Like, hey, you can come in and win a starting job. You just got to come in and do that. And so you do that on the offensive line by getting bigger, better, faster, stronger. And that's what you work on over the summer. Yeah, this is an example of a guy that can go from a depth piece to a starter, possibly, yeah. after summer workouts. And you talk about <laughs> who, who can gain the most, who has the most to gain. You know, I, I'm a little bit, I don't know, probably embarrassed that I did not include an offensive lineman in my list at all. And the reason is, is I have this preconceived notion that everybody's locked in. Everybody's locked in. So in so my who, mind... Who are your guards then? Who's, your, um, who's locked in at guard? I have Muskrat starting at guard with Jeremiah Wright, Jones at center, Britton and Wade. So you don't have to, you have Tate Johnson and Connor Lou being left out. Yeah. Yes. Wow. So yeah. that's why, that's why I'm kind of like, so I could say Connor Lou or Tate Johnson could gain the most because they could get in that. But in my mind, I'm already, I have this preconceived notion 
that it's locked in. So if it's locked in, it's hard to get the most to gain. Now, I could be 100% wrong, probably will be. That's just an opinion or a perception that I have I a preconceived it. notion that it's it, it's locked in. So, you know, if, to gain, you have to go from depth piece to starter. And I don't know, you know, maybe Muskrat and Lou and Tate Johnson, there's the battle right there, those three. And yeah. one of those three are going to have the most to gain after summer workouts. I just feel like it's a it's a done deal. And again, okay. I could be wrong. We'll see. But I feel like that ship's already sailed. All right. Who's the number three play on your list as far as guys with most to gain this summer? Jair Shorter, receiver. And basically, it's what we talked about, like with hooks. You know, you want to separate yourself and go from maybe a guy that's a backup at one of the receiving positions to being a starter. But I think he has the most to gain because he couldn't stay on the field last year. There were some injury issues. So get healthy, stay healthy, get in summer workouts, get your body in shape where it needs to be to stay on the field. And with that freak athleticism and size, he has the most to gain if he stays healthy because he missed so much last year. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think the arguments for him are very similar to Hooks, but Shorter's got the injury, like you said, and it sounds like that was the biggest thing that kind of delayed his commitment is they had to work him out, and sounds like Auburn's staff really, really looked at him, kind of put him through the physical to make sure that everything looked okay, and the fact that he was cleared I think is probably a good sign, Daryl, and so he's got the ability to, to put in the work this summer to kind of help elevate and hopefully limit that in the future, and you know, I assume the facilities that Auburn has access to to keeping players healthy is better than what they have at North Texas. I don't know. Like, as a, I feel like at some point, like a trainer is a trainer, but you got to think the equipment and like science that they have access to is better. So hopefully, hopefully, yeah, he might not have to play as many reps. You know, with the other receivers that have come on board, good point. Books, that kind of he may not have to take as many snaps. He can rotate, stay healthy, stay fresh. Good point. Good point. Stay fresh, almost as fresh as Daryl Dapper. Do you want to go ahead and jump into your number four? I do. Um, I'm going to go with Keldrick Falk. Um, everything we've heard is just – now, He's uh, allegedly he's moved positions. Haven't you heard that too? Gone yeah. from edge to like a defensive end position. So, because of that and because of the weight and the mass muscle he's putting on, he's going from a position to change where he can make up a lot of ground and he has the most – anytime you're changing positions, what do you need? Workouts and reps. And you also need to add size. So if during summer workouts he lifts like a madman and puts 10, 15 pounds of muscle on and gets rep after rep after rep at his new position, then he has a lot to gain to where he could probably slide into a starting role there. Yeah, and something that really stood out in my conversation with Jason Jones that went up on yesterday's show, I asked him about Keldrick Falk, and he's like, he understands the only thing keeping him from the league is him. Mm. And... I'm glad he got that as early as he did because you got to think he's going to be compelled to work harder, which is exciting. Is exciting. My number four is a linebacker, Larry Nixon, because I think we believe Austin Keys is kind of the number one guy in the pecking order. We don't know that, but that just kind of seems what it looks like looking at the rotation, <coughs> excuse me, looking at A Day and all that stuff think that second spot's a little open and you can't look at that and at the linebacker room and say oh like they needed more bodies there's a lot of dudes playing linebacker right now uh, and but they went out and got to do with one year less eligibility so I, I think to Larry Nixon it's like okay 
come on. Like, we need you. We need you to come on and, and get this stuff done. So I think Larry Nixon's a guy that has a ton to gain this summer. It's a great point. And I, I, I went back and forth between who my number five was and Larry Nixon. And it's based upon experience and already having been there and yeah. kind of arrived already. Right. Mm -hmm. So how much do you like, it goes back to that thing I talked about earlier on how much further, if you have less, less room to go, if you have a less gap or golf to uh, kind of, you know, get together, then I think you don't gain as much. I think if it's somebody that's not as established, I think Nixon is established. I think he's already proven it, albeit at a lower level than my, my number five guy with the same position group. But go, I, ahead, go ahead and say your number five guy. It's Austin Keys, and I think it's because it's potential. That tag potential's there. The yeah. athleticism's there. Change of scenery, getting to know your teammates. Nixon's already been there and already been established. Keys is trying to get there and establish himself as an everyday guy and a guy that takes a lot of snaps. So if he can do that, and I, didn't we feel like, too, him coming in, he was a little undersized. We felt like he was a little bit of an undersized linebacker. So maybe he has an opportunity to put on five, ten pounds of muscle as well, and then he has a lot to gain. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I, I didn't put Keys in here. I put Nixon over Keys just because I think Keys is the dude. Like I think he's already – I don't know if he's necessarily won it, but I think he's the favorite to win it right now. Nixon – He's got to come in and beat out Steiner, who they seem to like. Eugene Asante, who had a good second half of spring ball accounts. Demario Tolan, however they're going to use him. Um, they got to hold off Cam Riley as well. So I, I just think there's a lot of dudes that he's got to kind of hop. And Keys has already hopped them all, I think. So that, that was my reasoning there. I understand your reasoning too. But um, my fifth guy's Kane Lee for a same reason that you had him as your number two guy, I believe. I just think he's got a chance to... I honestly think he has a chance to hop Pritchett. And and I think there's a real chance that um, Pritchett may have started in the 8A game because they didn't want him to transfer. Like, I, I really so think crazy because everything I'm hearing preseason is Auburn has a chance to have two corners picked in the first round in Pritchett yeah. and, and um, DJ James. So if Lee beats out Pritchett and Pritchett's a first rounder, Obviously, that may change first-round status because you're not getting on the field with as many reps. But look how crazy deep that cornerback room becomes. They have, they have to find a way to play all three of them, like they we do. mentioned a second ago. They've yeah, got to figure absolutely. that out. And then you got Keontae Scott, too, I mean, who I love and I'm really high on. He's got the prototypical NFL body and can tackle like nobody's business. That could be a very, very deep. Elite. Yeah, I'm with part you. Part of the Auburn football team. And then you just mentioning the linebackers – we did a show in the spring where we were like, what's the biggest positions of need? And linebacker was like number two for both of us because mm -hmm. Auburn had addressed the offensive line problem at the time. Look, all the names you just went through that perhaps couldn't start, Auburn's got some depth now in the linebacker room too. They definitely addressed it. Yeah, it's better than it was a year ago, for sure. Better than it was six months ago. All right, so just to recap, players that have the most to gain during summer workouts – I had Peyton Thorne at one, then Shane Hooks, Jaden Muskrat, Larry Nixon, and Kane Lee. You had Peyton Thorne, Kane Lee, Jair Shorter, Keldrick Falk, and Austin Keys. Similar thought process for most players, which is cool. We just kind of went with different guys. All right. The Locked On Podcast Network hosts voted on the top fan bases in the SEC, and we may have a DAP rant coming up. <laughs> we may have one. I don't know this. 
But I yeah. sent you the graphic, and you're like, oh, we can have fun with this. Oh, we I got will, to talk about yeah. We will have that fun in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. I want to encourage you to join the Locked on Auburn Discord. It is free. All you have to do is click the link in the episode description down below. Also, if you're interested in possibly writing about Auburn football this fall and even kind of in the summer leading up to it, reach out to me uh, and the folks at Auburn Daily. And uh, we're, we're looking to bring on a few writers. So please reach out to us there if that's something you're interested in. All right, Daryl, we, we polled all of the Locked On hosts. And here's what we came up with when we asked everyone who are the top five fan bases in the SEC. The poll came back as LSU at one, Georgia at two, Auburn at three, Alabama four, and Arkansas at five. Now, if you would have told me going into it, okay, the results, Auburn is the third best fan base in the SEC. I think I would have been like, yeah, okay, that sounds about right. I could see how a poll would certainly do that, Daryl. But having LSU and Georgia ahead of them, I'm more okay with LSU. Georgia being ahead of Auburn is a joke. Yeah, it is. Uh, absolute joke. That's my First of all, a couple things. Number one, the criteria is very interesting to me. Is it most – when you say top five fan base, is it passionate fan base? Is it loyal fan base? Meaning, are they are they you know front runners? And that's when I'll get to George in a second. And I love talking about other schools because it's just they just it endears themselves to me, right? Uh -huh. I think that, and also you got to look across all sports. So is this just a football top five fan fan base poll, or because Kentucky basketball is as rabid as anything I've ever seen, but they're very apathetic when it comes to football. So let's talk about this. I agree with you, Georgia being two. To me, is a joke for what you just mentioned. Georgia comes across elitist. They come across a little bit of an arrogant fan base, but they're nowhere to be found when they suck. Mm -hmm. And I don't care. I mean, you can. This is an item for debate. People can take shots at me. That's fine. I've lived here since 1989. Auburn, Alabama, LSU seems to ride through the tough times and still be very, very loyal and passionate, even when they're struggling. They're still a fever pitch. Georgia, to me, turn, come, comes across a little bit as front runners. When they're winning national championships, they're in the, in the crowd with dog collars on and barking like dogs. But I didn't see that in the late 80s when I moved here. In the Ray Goff years, it, it was apathetic. Alabama, Auburn, and even Tennessee. Look, you can talk about top five fan bases, but a fan base that is so passionate that throws golf balls at Lane, Lane Kiffin is passionate. They are loyal. They are all in. I'm not condoning that, but I'm saying that's how passionate they are. about. No matter what happens, no matter the dark, dark times they've gone through, Tennessee, they are still big orange through and through and passionate. So Yeah, Tennessee would, should be a top five. They should sure. be top five. I would take Arkansas out of that list. I know they do the pig call and all that, but here's why. Arkansas people, though, love Arkansas. They dude. do, but I don't think a team that's only been in the league since 92 – should Trump a Tennessee or Florida who's an original member and has built a lifelong, traditional, passionate fan base? That's why I would – Arkansas is absolutely passionate, and they are a wonderful fan base. But I don't think they deserve to be in over Tennessee and Florida in the SEC who's been here forever. I just think when you look at it, I mean, LSU 1 is fine. Georgia is not a top five fan no. base, in my opinion. 
Auburn is, is in there. I don't think Alabama's there because if when your coach has to kind of say, please stay in the stands where we're killing people, that's not a good fan base. Get out of here with that. Yeah, I guess I look at that. I, I, I'm a little bit different in my perspective going back to the Tennessee analogy because I look at passion right. and craziness and rabidness, and that's why LSU's number one. Sure. Because they'll light your van on fire if it's Are on you cool with LSU at one? I am, absolutely. They am are too. the – I mean, you go to a baseball game, they are crazy. You go to a basketball game when Shaq and Chris Jackson were there, they are nuts. They carry that across. Look at their women's basketball team. I know they won the national championship. But even before they did in the regular season when they were building something, and Kim Balky was building something, they came out in droves. Same sure. with Tennessee when Pat Summit was there. When you can cross different sports and have that same passionate fan base, I give you kudos. That's why I put Tennessee above Arkansas. I put Tennessee above Georgia. I mean, Georgia, other than football, their baseball fans are apathetic. Their basketball fans, they're just not. So I I, I like LSU one. I think Auburn, Alabama are interchangeable, and I may be biased because geographically where we live, I'd put Tennessee there. And I would have a tie between Georgia and Florida at number five. I really would. I I think the Florida fan base is better than the Georgia one. So I'm totally with you on the Florida Gators being there. So that was fun. We've got other top five uh, things that, that the Locked On hosts have uh, kind of put together. We'll kind of slowly roll those out over the course of the next uh, the next few weeks. So fun stuff. I want to do that one specifically with you, Daryl, because I knew you'd have a good opinion on that. Daryl, how can people check out everything you've got going on, buddy? You can follow me on Twitter, DAP6410. You can catch me in the Locked On Auburn Discord. Love to interact. And then Monday morning, 710, Auburn Like this morning on WANI. You can find all my written work at auburndaily.com. You can find some brave stuff also at bravestoday.com. But until then, we'll see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn.